This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds. وأصلي وأسلم على نبينا محمد Complete blessings and salutations upon beloved Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين And upon all his companions may the blessings of Allah be And upon all of us and all those who have followed him up to the day of Qiyamah May Allah سبحانه وتعالى make our offspring from amongst them as well Honored ulama Beloved brothers and sisters in Islam Tonight we commenced with Surah Al-Ahqaf a surah that is named after the sand hills that were present or the people of Ad. Hud alayhi salatu wasalam, the area he was in, there were many sand hills known as Al-Ahqaf. And those curved sand hills have been used as the name of this particular surah. The message for all of us is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who placed the sand hills and the hills around us, is able and capable to use the very hills to destroy us as well. In the same way he did to Ad, he may do to us as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and safeguard us. He makes mention of the Prophet who was sent to Ad, Hud alayhi salatu was salam. And he says, he warned his people who dwelled close to these hills. And he reminded them only to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Ahqaf is closely connected to the monotheism and to the abstention from calling out to gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we were to read Surah Al-Ahqaf, we would come to understand the importance of abstaining from all forms of shirk. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard all of us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws a comparison between Quraysh, who were also living in the midst of many hills. As we know, Makkah is a valley. And surrounding it are many hills and mountains. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws the parallel. And Allah says to Quraysh, that we have granted Ad much more strength and power and wealth than you. And had we granted that to you, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we have not even granted that to you and we've destroyed them. So it would be much easier to destroy you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. As I've mentioned a few days ago, if we take a look at Fir'aun, and Qarun, and what they had. Take a look at the pyramids in Egypt, for example. Look at how huge the pyramids are, and we feel that we still have palaces and so on. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed those who built the pyramids, then people who build houses a thousand square meters and two, means nothing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And we must never feel like we are going to be secure in these houses if we are in transgression of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ahqaf also warns of going against 
the obedience of parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it because the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is attracted when a person disobeys his parents with no shari reason, no Islamic reason. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Jannah and Jahannam. And He speaks about the people of Jannah. And He speaks about those who deserve Jannah are those who obey their parents. Amazing. What a verse in this surah. Allah says, وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُّهُ كُرْهًا وَوَضَعَتْهُ كُرْهًا وَحَمْلُهُ وَفِصَالُهُ ثَلَاثُونَ شَهْرًا Allah has indeed ordered man to be good to his parents. His mother has carried him with lots of difficulty and given birth to him with great difficulty. And the period of gestation together with the weaning period makes a total of 30 months where a little human being is very helpless without its mother or without someone to look after it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this. Before I move further, some of the non-Muslims have drawn a contradiction. What they feel is a contradiction in the Qur'an. They say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of two years of weaning in one verse. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying 30 months. And in another place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a different time period. The reality is there is no contradiction. Here the minimum period of gestation is being used which is six months in Islam. And the maximum period of breastfeeding which is two years. If you add the two you get 30 months, 24 plus 6. So there is no contradiction in the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Some people ask and they say, how come Allah says two years in another place? Hawlayni kamilayni. That is only speaking of the breastfeeding. And this is speaking of breastfeeding together with the minimum gestation period, which in Islam is six months. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us strong. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to mention the quality of a good child. When that child grows up, فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَبَلَغَ أَرْبَعِينَ سَنَةً قَالَ رَبِّ أَوْزِعَنِي أَنْ أَشْكُرَ نِعْمَتَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيَّ وَعَلَى وَالِدَيَّ وَأَنْ أَعْمَلَ صَالِحًا تَرْضَاهُ وَأَصْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي إِنِّي تُبْتُ إِلَيْكَ وَإِنِّي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of a dua that is made at the age of 40 when man reaches his peak. An obedient child when he reaches the age of 40. And that in the Qur'an is said to be the peak of one's age. You are now at the top, at the height of your strength. It is reported in some narrations that a person's habits become very, very difficult to change after the age of 40. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to eradicate our, our bad habits before the age of 40. I see many people are smiling. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to change our habits even post 40. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. So, we should understand it is known as the peak. Thereafter, we are probably sliding downhill. If we are to draw a graph, 
and we are to use 80 as an average age, which is far more than what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said. He says, أَعْمَارُ أُمَّتِي مَا بَيْنَ السِّتِّينَ إِلَى السَّبْعِينَ The average lifespan of a person from my ummah is between 60 and 70 years. So we are going to use today 10 years extra. So if you are to look at a graph whereby you have 80 years, I'm sure it is simple to understand that 40 would be the peak and thereafter we would be sliding down. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us turning to Him. At times He can take us even before the age of 40. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, an obedient child is he when he gets to that age. He makes a dua. Similar to the dua of Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam. Oh my Rabb, grant me the acceptance to be able to thank you. Grant me the ability to thank you for what you have bestowed upon me and for what you have bestowed upon my parents. And grant me the ability to do good deeds that please you and make my offspring and my progeny good and righteous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that such people who make a dua of this nature, Allah says, such people, we shall accept all the good deeds that they have done and we shall forgive all the evil that they may have done. And we shall grant them Jannah, that is a promise. We promise a true promise. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. Which means just by being an obedient child, making dua for your parents, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you and me the ability to thank Him. And we've said in the past, thanking Allah means firstly to thank Him verbally as well as to thank Him by obeying His commands. If we do that, then inshallah Allah's promise in Surah Al-Ahqaf is that, and He says it is the true promise he will forgive our sins and he will accept all the good deeds and grant us Jannah in return. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us obedient children. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us parents who are the coolness of our eyes in the same way that our parents expect us to be the coolness of their eyes. May Allah make it easy for us also. Ameen. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks of a person who will go to Jahannam. And Allah says those are the ones who speak with disrespect to their parents. Look in Surah Al-Ahqaf, where Allah speaks of the punishment, and how He destroyed Ad, and how He threatens Quraysh. And in the middle of that, He is speaking about the people who disobey their parents as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking of the one who uses bad words with both his parents. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says such a person may just be thrown into Jahannam because of the evil way. He is treating those whom Allah has chosen to be a means of his entry into this dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us respect of our parents. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of a group of jinn. A group of jinn at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the reason Allah is speaking of a group of jinn in Surah Al-Ahqaf is to show us how the jinn reacted when they heard the message. And the jinn as we know are much more powerful than us. 
We've heard of how Sulaiman salam's army was made up of some jinn. And one of them brought the whole throne of Bilqis in front of Sulaiman salam before Sulaiman salam opened his eye as he blinked. That's how powerful they are. And they have much longer lives than us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of these powerful creatures. And a group of them who had listened to the Prophet ﷺ reciting Qur'an. And when they heard it, they told each other to keep quiet. Let's listen to what is being said. How many of us when the Qur'an is being read, do we remain silent and try and understand the message? And listen to it and go and give it to others. May Allah make us from amongst those. Look at what Allah says about the jinn. Allah says, in fact, the verse I've just read is connected to Ad and the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them. But getting back to this verse, وَإِذْ صَرَفْنَا إِلَيْكَ نَفَرًا مِّنَ الْجِنِّ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقُرْآنِ فَلَمَّا حَضَرُوهُ قَالُوا أَنصِتُوا فَلَمَّا قُضِيَ وَلَّوْا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِمْ قالوا يا قومنا إنا سمعنا كتابا أنزل من بعد موسى مصدقا لما بين يديه يهدي إلى الحق وإلى طريق مستقيم يا قومنا أجيبوا داعي الله وآمنوا به يغفر لكم من ذنوبكم ويجركم من عذاب أليم الله سبحانه وتعالى says when we drove a group of jinn towards you and they listened to the Qur'an, when they attended the recitation of the Qur'an, they told each other, remain silent, let us listen and concentrate to what has been read. And when they heard it, they went back to their people, warning their people, saying, we have heard a Qur'an which was revealed after Musa alayhi salam, which means after the Torah and the Injil, there is a new revelation that we have heard, it confirms everything that had come in the Torah and in the Injil and it brings goodness and righteousness and it guides to the right path and the jinn went to their people and said oh our people listen to this messenger obey the message and Allah will save you from severe punishment and he will grant you Jannah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how this propagation also exists amongst the jinn kind and even the jinn kind are warned of severe punishment. How exactly they are punished? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who are steadfast. We have message after message. And we have messenger after messenger coming to us in the form of possibly an alim or a person who gives us a good reminder. It is time we turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is never too late. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting for us to turn to Him. Tonight, being one of the odd nights, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. The dua, which is the sunnah to make, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. You love to forgive, Ya Allah. So forgive me. If only that one dua is accepted, it is as good as an 80-year ibadah accepted in one word. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us in such a powerful night.
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention as well in Surah Al-Ahqaf of the people of Ahqaf, those of Ad, and how when they saw the thick cloud coming, they were happy and they said that is rain that is coming in our direction. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, that cloud has in it severe punishment and it is going to destroy every single one of you. And Allah says, we destroyed them in a manner that there was nothing to be seen, no trace of them besides a little trace of their houses. تُدَمِّرُ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ بِأَمْرِ رَبِّهَا فَأَصْبَحُوا لَا يُرَى إِلَّا مَسَاكِنُهُمْ Allah says, that rain and that wind came with such severe punishment. They thought it was coming with goodness. But it destroyed them to the degree that not a single human was found after that. All the human beings were buried alive. And Allah says, the only thing you could notice after that was the remains of their houses. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. If He has done that to those prior to us, we should understand that we'd better turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before punishment overtakes us. The next surah has the name which is the highest in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No surah has been given a name so virtuous as Surah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Named after the messenger himself Named after the highest creature that exists Named after the most beloved Named after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's chosen messenger Whom we are so fortunate to be from amongst his followers And Allah names an entire surah Which he revealed in Al-Madinatul Munawwarah After his own messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In it, there is description of the quality of those who follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there is a description of how they treat one another. So we need to ask ourselves, if we have that treatment, we are truly from amongst the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we treat our fellow believers in the way described in the surah, then we are indeed followers. And if we don't, we need to rectify ourselves. We don't want to be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah, and then we are told that no, you have to go to another nation, you have to go to other people. No, we don't want that to happen. In fact, one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, do not embarrass me on the day of Qiyamah. La tukhzuni, don't embarrass me. What is the embarrassment? He says, inni jalisun lakum ala al-hawd. I will be sitting waiting at the pond, at the hawd for you in order to give you a drink of water on that day. If you drink from that hawd, you will never be thirsty again. And as I wait, I will notice my people from my ummah. I will notice them through the shining of the places of wudu and I will pick them up and I will say, Ya Allah, minni wa min ummati. Oh Allah, this person is from my ummah. That person is from my ummah. This person is from me and from my ummah. And then there will come some people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will refuse for them to come close to me. And I will say, Minni wa min ummati. And he will say, La, no, Ama sha'arta ma fa'alu ba'dak. You don't know what they have done after you. Wallahi ma barahu yarji'una ala a'qabihim. Wallahi, they turned away, far away from your path that you showed them. How can you say they are from your ummah and they will be taken away? And he, will, he has said that is the biggest embarrassment. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. We don't want to be an embarrassment for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah grant us intercession of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for indeed he will be having on the day of Qiyamah the power of interceding. And he will be having the power of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant Jannah to certain groups of people. May Allah make us from amongst them because our deeds, no matter how many deeds we do, who knows the sincerity levels might be so low that possibly those deeds may not be accepted. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our salah. By the end of Ramadan, we would have read almost 580 to 600 raka'at of sunnah salah. And each raka'at will be given the reward of a farad. Imagine so much we are piling up every year, but we only hope that Allah accepts it from us. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us a dua. Allahumma taqabbal minna salatana wa siyamana wa qiyamana. Oh Allah, accept from us our salah. We have fulfilled it. Now the acceptance is in your hands. Accept from us our fast. Except from us, the qiyam, which means the standing in salah at night. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all that from us. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the qualities. Who are those who truly follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Allah says, and I'm sure we've all heard this verse being read tonight. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is definitely the messenger of Allah, the final messenger. وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ وَحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ Those who are with him are more severe and harsh when it comes to the kuffar, but amongst themselves they are full of mercy for one another. They are full of mercy for one another. Can we open our hearts today and ask ourselves, are we full of mercy for one another? Tarahum If you want to find those who are following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will find them in ruku' and you will find them in sujood and you will find them trying to earn the bounties and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. سِيمَاهُمْ فِي وُجُوهِهِمْ مِنْ أَثَرِ السُّجُودِ Just by looking at their faces, you will be able to pick up that this person is a good follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah make it easy for us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us nur in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in Surah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned the condition of the kuffar who were deceiving and cheating at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The reason he makes mention of their condition is to grant him comfort. To say that we know what they are doing. We know they're planning and they're plotting against you. Don't worry. We have granted you total protection. Nobody will be able to harm you unless... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed. May Allah grant us that yaqeen as well for ourselves. And Allah explains the condition of the mu'mineen who have followed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Also, he exposes the munafiqeen in surah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he speaks of the day of qiyamah. And he speaks of the fact that qiyamah has signs. Allah says, qiyamah has signs. And Allah is warning the munafiqeen and the hypocrites, saying, فَهَلْ 
ينظرون إلا الساعة أن تأتيهم بغتة Are they waiting for the hour to come to them suddenly? And remember that Qiyamah is divided into two. The first is Qiyamatun Sughra and the next is Qiyamatun Kubra. The minor Qiyamah and the major Qiyamah. The hadith says, Man mata qamat Qiyamatuhu. Whoever has passed away, that is his Qiyamah. Which means death of any person is their Qiyamah. Their deeds are now sealed and over. And they have to now face their Rabb. So that is a little Qiyamah. And the major Qiyamah is the day the trumpet shall be blown. When everything will come to an end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect one and all once again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. So Allah says, are they waiting for the day that Qiyamah comes to them suddenly? Is that when they want to change? Is that when they want to repent? Those are hypocrites. May we ask ourselves, is that our attitude? When do we want to change? If we want to change immediately, then inshallah, Allah will resurrect us with those who have repented. But if we also feel tomorrow, tomorrow, next year, the following year, after 10 years, when I am old and so on, then it may just be too late. We may be dying before the end of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَقَدْ جَاءَ أَشْرَاطُهَا فَأَنَّا لَهُمْ إِذَا جَاءَتْهُمْ ذِكْرَاهُمْ Let them know that the signs of Qiyamah have already come. This was at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah is saying, the minor signs of Qiyamah have already come. Today we can confirm that the minor signs of Qiyamah are there. Almost all of them described in the ahadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are already seen by us and our own eyes. Some of them, for example, corruption shall be rife on earth. We know that, we can feel it, we can see it. Also, the dress of women shall be totally out of line. Nisa'un the hadith says women shall dress in order to reveal. And that's exactly what's happening. The Sahaba didn't understand that. How can they dress in order to reveal? But today we've understood it very clearly. Which means covered. But they have revealed. So today we find, mashallah, a long gown. Beautiful. If you look at it from the front, covered, top to bottom. And at the back there is a slit, also from top to bottom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. That means it is covered in order to reveal it is a sign of qiyamah. It is there and everyone has noticed it. We have people dressing in proper clothing from top to bottom, but it is see-through. Some even make salah in that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being signs of qiyamah, moving signs of qiyamah. The signs of qiyamah are divided into two, good signs and bad signs. The good signs are, for example, the first good sign was the fact that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came. He says, بُعِثْتُ أَنَا hatain." I have been sent close to the hour, just like these two fingers of mine, and he showed the first and second finger. What that means is, every messenger gave good news of another messenger to come. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I am the last. After me comes the hour. So that means he himself was a sign of qiyamah, a good sign of qiyamah. Similarly, Isa alayhi salam, the day he descends, it shall be a sign of qiyamah, a good sign of qiyamah. Imam Mahdi, when he descends, it will be a good sign of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all steadfastness. And the other evil signs of Qiyamah, for example, zina shall increase. 
And I'm sure everyone knows how rampant it is. But the ahadith and the Quran explain that a sin greater than zina shall also increase. And that is false accusation of zina will also increase. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. We've read in Surah An-Nur that the person who accuses others of zina is far worse than the one who has committed the act himself. If one would like to accuse others, they need to produce four eyewitnesses who are good, powerful Muslims. If they don't, they must be flogged in public. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. These tongues of ours, جَرْمُهُ صَغِيرٌ وَجُرْمُهُ كَبِيرٌ The size of it is very, very small. A tongue doesn't weigh more than a kilo. But the damage of it weighs tons sometimes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Small little organ. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can actually cause the destruction of a human being if he is not careful how he uses that tongue. That is why al-lisanu, this tongue, we need to keep it occupied in the remembrance of Allah. If we don't keep it occupied, it will occupy us in something wrong. And the other signs of qiyamah, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, there will come a time close to qiyamah when every single human being shall either eat interest or will smell the scent of interest. Allahu Akbar. We can see that live and loud and clear, even if you don't want interest, but you will have it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Just a clarificationary note. The ulama of the ummah are unanimous that anyone who has an amount of interest and here I'm talking of interest that has been given to a person. They must withdraw it from the account and they must give it to poor Muslims without an intention of reward. It must not go to the non-Muslims. The whole reason why it is removed from the bank is for it to go to poor Muslims without the intention of reward. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. If we are to leave it in the bank, the banks will then give it to non-Muslim organizations who will use that money that you could have blocked in order to spread other religions because it is given directly to the missionaries and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the Muslim ummah and may he grant us all harmony and peace and may he grant all the religions that are living on this globe harmony and peace and a good understanding and may he open the doors of dialogue so that we can discuss what is right and wrong with the idea of following the truth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast on the truth and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has made mention of killing killing shall increase and we all know fighting will also increase the natural disasters will also increase mass death will also increase and people will begin to compete the Arabs according to one narration shall begin to compete with buildings who will build a taller building and I'm sure we, we are seeing that in the Arab world the hadith says those who used to be Shepherds who used to look after camels and sheep, they will then be building tall skyscrapers, each one competing with the other. Those signs are clearly in front of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And people will begin to compete in masajid. Min alamatil qiyamati an yatabahan nasu fil masajid. People will say, this is my masjid. That's what people will say. They will forget that it is the house of Allah. My masjid, the carpet is five inches. That masjid is only one inch. Come this side here, there is air condition here. If one has made a masjid with 20 windows, then the other one makes it with 40 windows. One has paint that is, uh, has a 10 year guarantee, the other one will have paint that will have a 20 year guarantee. And I'm giving you examples that 
I'm sure some of us may have heard of. Because there are signs of Qiyamah. Yes, when we are building the masjid, we should build the best house in the entire region or in the entire society and locality. But we must not brag and boast about it. We must do it solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is when it is a sign of acceptance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about people who have been called in Surah Muhammad. People who have been called to spend in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, some of them are stingy. You have been called to spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From amongst you, there are some who are stingy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. And whosoever is stingy shall only be miserly against themselves. Allah is indeed independent. And you are those who are beggars. Allah is telling us, all of us. And Allah says, and if you are not going to come forth, I will change you with others who will not be like you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Immediately after that verse, a surah known as the surah of victory has commenced. Where Allah speaks of the treaty signed with the people of Makkah. And Allah calls it a huge victory, though if you were to read that treaty, it seemed to those who did not have foresight that this was a loss. The, we do not have time to go into the clauses of the treaty, but what a treaty. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam signed with the mushrikeen. And as they were leaving, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu asked questions about the clauses. Just clarificationary questions. And then verses were revealed. Indeed, we have granted you a clear victory. And Umar ibn al-Khattab asked, is this a victory? And he was told, yes, it is. It's a victory. That is when he was silent. He knew that there is something to come, which I don't understand, but Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa knows about it. And after that, Allah says, those who pledged allegiance under the tree, those who pledged allegiance under the tree, I have become pleased with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. Imagine when Allah says in the Quran, I am pleased with so and so. What more does that person want? What more does that group of people want? Where Allah says, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ فَعَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ فَأَنزَلَ السَّكِينَةَ عَلَيْهِمْ Allah has become pleased with those who pledged allegiance under the tree. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is announcing that he is pleased with them and he knows what was in their hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us into the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the akhirah as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatih speaks about a certain category of people. And the vast majority of the part of Surah Al-Fatih is connected to those who stayed behind when the Muslimin were marching to Makkah. When the Muslimin were marching to Makkah, they were a group of people who stayed behind, known as Al-Mukhallafoon, those who stayed back. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposes them and informs the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that when you go back, 
They will tell you, they will present excuses. سَيَقُولُ الْمُخَلَّفُونَ مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ شَغَلَتْنَا أَمْوَالُنَا وَأَهْلُونَا فَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَنَا يَقُولُونَ بِأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ مَا لَيْسَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ Those who stayed behind will come to you presenting excuses saying, you know, we were tied up with our wealth and with our families, so just seek forgiveness for us. And Allah says, they are saying to you with their tongues what's not in their hearts. And Allah says, سيقول المخلفون إذا طلقتم إلى مغانم لتأخذوها ذرونا نتبعكم The same people when you are going to get goodness and when you are going to get the booty and when you are going to get wealth they will all follow you and say let's be with you tell them wait stay here you didn't follow us when it was difficult now you want to follow us when it's easy it reminds me of some of us, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Whenever there is difficult job to be done, whether it is in a school, in a madrasa, in a masjid, for the community or what it is, some people are far away. And whenever the work is done, they are quick to, to, to pat themselves on the back, to say, yes, we did a lot of work. And yet they were not the ones who did it. We should not be like that. This is a warning in the Quran to say, let's not be like those who were not there when the work was to be done. And then when it was done, they wanted to seek the credit for it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. There is a solution. Allah says, okay, if they want to follow you, قُلْ لِلْمُخَلَّفِينَ مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ سَتُدْعَوْنَ إِلَىٰ قَوْمٍ أُلِي بَأْسٍ شَدِيدٍ تُقَاتِلُونَهُمْ أَوْ يُسْلِمُونَ Tell them that in future you shall be called for a similar task. Then we shall see if you come. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So for now you've lost out, but you will be called to others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all acceptance. Inshallah tomorrow, I will move into Surah Al-Hujurat. But before I move into Surah Al-Hujurat tomorrow, I am requesting everybody to read the English of Surah Al-Hujurat at least once a week. Because Surah Al-Hujurat is the surah that has made mention very clearly all the Islamic social etiquettes that one needs. Almost every single one of them. If we read Surah Al-Hujurat, understand it and put it into practice, three quarters of the problems, of the social problems we have, will be ended. So before tomorrow, let's read it once. Then let's make it a point, read the English of it at least once a week in order to understand it together with the Arabic. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahum wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayhi.